This is Rebecca Lowe, or Rebecca Lua, if you listen to Suboptimal Radio, and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable! Welcome to a Men in Blazers pod special. With four games to go, we got ourselves a title race. Miracles Leicester turn for home, reaching the final straight five points clear, but coming through on the inside rail. They can hear buccaneering Tottenham Hotspur, ridden by Mauricio Pochettino with whip in hand. Jamie Vardy's party has come to a grinding halt, at least temporarily, and Harry Kane's mob are closing in fast. In a season in which the previously unbelievable has come all too real and the impossible routine, who knows what will happen this weekend as Leicester host Vacation Swansea and Tottenham play their Monday night special hosting West Brom. Only the Premier League writers know for sure. But rather than prognosticate, hypothesise, theorise, we thought we'd go right to one of the protagonists in the action. And so it's with great pleasure that we're joined by the starting left-back for your Premier League-leading Leicester City Football Club. This captain of the Austrian national team has quickly become an integral part of a back four that is amongst the Premier League's most smothering. This man has also earned a reputation as the club's king of social media. We've got him to thank for such classic videos as Jamie Vardy's Churchillian beers on the coach on the plane speech. We welcome to the pod purveyor of the new clothing line, No Fooks Given. Joining us via phone from the bowels of the King Power Stadium in the new capital of the footballing world, Leicester. We welcome to the pod the one and only Mr. Christian Fuchs. Hi, Roger. How are you? That was a nice introduction. Thank you. Oh, we are overjoyed to have you in the wake of a sheerly dramatic 90 minutes of Leicester City action on Sunday. Controversial game, an exhilarating climax. At the final whistle, Christian, did you feel this was one point gained or did it feel like two points lost? The emotions were very mixed because, you know, you have one goal up, then the red card happens. You're conceding two goals, you're one goal down then and in the very last second, basically, we scored the equalizers. Yeah, you know, we were disappointed with the way the game happened, but overall, we have to say that it's a game point and we are more than happy to take this point with us. Can, can you describe the mood for us, Christian? Take us into the locker room post-game. I mean, compared to the ebullience and the joy of the previous week's victories, how did it feel in that? The first emotion is simply that we are disappointed because you couldn't take away three points from the game. But the more time passed, the more you realized, OK, listen, we were one man down. We fought until the end, which is all the slogan of Leicester, you know, Foxes now quit. And I think we deserved this point. It was never giving up, fighting until the very last second. And it just shows that the team has quality to come back from difficult situations like the one against West Ham, and it just shows the character of the whole squad. What, what was Claudio Ranieri's message to the team after the final whistle? You know, he let the boys basically in their thoughts at the beginning, 
But in the next days, when we had the meetings after the game, he basically said, listen, guys, we're in a great situation. Who thought at the beginning of the season that Leicester would be five points clear four rounds before the end of the season? I would rather be Leicester than than any other club right now because you're five points clear so far and we have everything in our own hands. We simply think about Swansea right now because this is our next game. This is important for us. And we try to move on and, and win this game. I'm fascinated by Claudio Ranieri. I mean, publicly, he comes across very jovial, light-hearted. How different is he behind the scenes to the sweet-natured man that he presents to the media? Well, he's a very nice guy. He's an Italian gentleman, you can say. I think he has a very good relationship with our players. He's also choking around, you know. He has a very, very nice way of communicating with the with the guys. And you know, but at the right time, we all know when to turn around to switch and be focused and be serious about the job that we have to do. And I think this balance right now, given the spirit that we have, makes Leicester such a good team at the moment. I mean, you are an amazing team and you are a very charismatic, a very spirited team. But Jamie Vardy's red card, the subsequent suspension, newspaper, media talk, narrative, could this be a crucial turning point in Leicester City's season? How do you experience that internally, the prospect of facing Swansea without Vardy? Well, you know, Vardy is a very important player for us, but... You know, this team is not only Vardy or this team is not only the starting eleven. There's a whole squad of players that keep the level of our game very high, that keep the quality very high throughout the whole week in the trainings. And, you know, now it's time for other guys to step up to show that they they can also play a very important role. You know, Leo Shoa, you know, he, he came in and he took charge with a penalty in the very last second and he scored. And you can tell already by that that other players can really help the team and uh, can also make the team being successful. So I don't think we should only make it up to one person. I think that would not be fair to Vardy and to the whole team. But, you know, we are a team. We're winning as a team. We're losing as a team. And whoever is coming now and plays, you know, will play a big part, will play a good role and will definitely support the team. With 34 games into this marathon of a campaign, Leicester five points clear. I mean, I know after every game, you tell reporters you take this season match by match, game by game. But now, with just four fixtures to go, your team five points clear. Can you smell the end of the season? Can you feel the end of the season? Like a long-distance swimmer reaching for the bar at the end of a race. I think it would be wrong if we would change this mindset right now, especially now at the end. So far, we did well by thinking game by game. And the next game is always the one that we can affect. You know, we train the whole week to be perfectly prepared for the upcoming game. That doesn't mean it's going to be successful or that doesn't mean right away that it's going to be a win. But this is what we can affect. We cannot affect any other game, you know, that other, other teams play. We cannot. We just focus on our strength, you know. We focus on our game, and if we do perform well, then the chance that we're going to win. But, you know, nothing is given just because you're performing well as well. Where did you watch Spurs play Stoke City on Monday, Christian? 
And to be honest, I watched it with a Tottenham friend who's a friend of mine, and it was a nice evening. Uh, to be fair, you know, Tottenham played well. They deserved to win, and it was a nice game to watch. But to be honest, you cannot affect how they play. Of course, they also ambition. They also want to win, and yeah, okay. But when we focus on ourselves and when we try to push ourselves to the limit, then we're also going to win our games. I mean, when you watch and you see the quality of their play, Harry Kane, Dali Ali, does it make you think about the title challenge, or is it just utterly irrelevant to you and the task at hand? They have big quality in their squad, but so do we. And again, we're not thinking about any title race or whatever you guys call it. We focus on our game and the next game, and this is for us right now, Swansea. How do you do this, Christian? Do you, the mental side of Leicester's season, do you guys work with sports psychologists? How do you handle the crucible of this final stretch? I think we are our own psychologists. We, we really enjoy this, this moment. Of course, it's a great moment for the whole team, for the whole city of Leicester, for all the fans that are coming to the games every time, every, every weekend. Also at the away games, I mean, there are thousands of people traveling every week and we very much appreciate that support. And, you know, we are having a lot of fun together beside playing football on the field and being focused on the weekends and daily trainings. You know, we never put the pressure on us that we have to make it or that we have to achieve that. No, all the media, all the press from the outside does that. The fans can dream and they're allowed to dream. But it doesn't mean that we don't want to be successful, you know. We think like that. We will never change that. Also, our manager, Claudio Ranieri, is, is very much into that to focus us from game to game. And I think we should keep going like that until the end of the season. And then we will see what the final result will be. You less the squad. They've been compared to the Dirty Dozen. Group of veterans, journeymen, below the radar, young players, all of whose careers have clicked at the same time along with a coach who's never won a title. But from the inside, how do you explain to yourself this unprecedented success? Is it due to spirit? Is it due to the fact that so many of you have so much to prove? Is it the brilliant simplicity of your game plan? I think there are a lot of ways to approach that. We have a lot of characters in our team, different characters, special characters. But I think the main thing about, the, about Leicester is simply the spirit that the team has, but not only the players, you know, it's about staff, about the fans, you know, I mean, when you're here in the stadium, it's insane how electrifying the atmosphere is. So, yeah, we have this great spirit, which is definitely the base for for success. Where there's camaraderie, you're never far away. Anyone who wants to see the spirit of this Leicester City team just need to look at your Twitter feed. There you are, cracking eggs on Jamie Vardy's forehead. There you are, and this one is possibly the single most courageous act I've ever seen a human undertake, kicking the ball at Robert Hoos buttocks, and bloody hard too. But on the field, Leicester leaked goals at the start of the season. They won by outscoring opponents. You began to start in October, and in 2016, one shutout has followed another. I mean, you're playing alongside the Twin Towers, Robert Huth and Wes Morgan, neither of whom has a traditional resume of a champion. What's been the secret of your lockdown football? The more you play with each other, 
the more you get to know each other and and the mix we like I said before, the mix we have on the field with characters with with types of players that are really giving the best from weekend to weekend. That they're simply one team on the field instead of a lot of individuals. So we just love to fight on the field for each other, to fight in every game, to be sweating, to be exhausted at the end of the game. But yes, we did it and and we won the next game again, you know. So this is always something that we're looking forward to, to be really exhausted at the end of the game and just know, okay, we gave everything, no matter how the result will be. But we also know that when we go to our limits, that it is very likely that we can win. I mean, it's amazing listening to you describe that so simply, because before this Leicester season, it was taken as a given that the Premier League could only be won by a free-spending oligarch or a petrodollar-fueled team. I mean, are there moments when you're in Leicester and you're in your home and you're lying in bed and you think about this season, Christian, and you share a sense of the shock that we've all experienced watching you beat all comers? Or is it just nothing that surprised you about it at all? Well, when you look back to a season, or for me personally, it's simply one of the best seasons I've ever had. And it's really outstanding how things developed I mean, nobody could have ever expected that given the last season, you know, you're in the very bottom and now you're in the very top. So it's still a dream that we're living sometimes, you know, you have to pinch yourself and think, is this really happening? But yes, because it's also based on a lot of effort, a lot of work that guys put on the field day by day on the trainings and then on the games. So we know where we're coming from. We are very humble and we simply try to give our best and achieve the maximum. Oh, is it just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape from reality. One, one of the things I love about you is that you arrived from Schalke on a free transfer last summer and you actually thought before going to Leicester that you might play in America. The MLS, right? Yeah, you know, it's my intention anyway, you know. I mean, I have my family based in, in New York and at some point... Christian Fuchs will be will be in America definitely. I have my my boys growing up in Manhattan, and this will be future. But you know, right now, Leicester is the present, and that's what's most important for me. The Leicester you signed for, Christian, was considered to be a club in crisis. Nigel Pearson signed you, but he was gone before you arrived. Everything that's happened since it's been one of the most remarkable campaigns in English football history. Whatever happens. Have you had a moment to consider just how much this season has changed your life, your career legacy, just by being a member of this team? Not really, to be honest. Not really. (laughs) There's simply too much going on right now and you're too focused in the daily business as right now. So it's all about Swansea. I'm not really thinking, okay, what can be if or how does this affect my life in the future? There's a lot of attention right now focused on the club and each and every player, but I'm not really there yet because the season is too important right now to have any other thoughts. That attention, I mean, the mood has changed around this club over the course of the season and then some. The sudden unprecedented global media spotlight on the team and the town, how does that impact you or is the squad contained within its own bubble? We are good to be contained in our own bubble, you know. First of all, we have to say that it's very deserved for every player, for the club, for everybody that's working here that they're doing a great job and that they are honoured by that, you know. I mean, it's a great honour to be in the focus of the whole world. 
I mean, that just shows that you're doing a great job. Everybody is appreciating that. Leicester will play this summer in the International Champions Cup. You're going to play PSG at the StubHub Centre in Los Angeles. When you look at the Leicester badge in this tournament, alongside those of Bayern Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, do you feel a pride in your achievements? Do you smile or do you just believe that it's the most normal thing in the world to see Leicester in the company of Europe's champions? I mean, you're just putting a smile on my face, you know, just by by naming Leicester with all those big clubs and all those big names. I mean, it's insane. It's amazing that we are part of the tournament and we are very happy to to face those teams. I mean, we are qualified for the Champions League, so it's also a good indicator for us to see how we can play against those teams or what will be upcoming in the upcoming season. So I think it's a great experience for all of us. Champions League is simply something where every player wants to play and starting with that tournament I think we're getting a taste of the big football world. One last question for you Christian your team, I mean you've already had the kind of season ballads would have been written about in the middle ages, Champions League status secured against all the odds if you don't go on and win the league now will it feel like a disappointment or is gaining a top four place and Champions League football for mighty Leicester City is that enough? I think we are very proud of what we have achieved right now. We still can win games and we want to win games. But I don't think the disappointment will be too big if we don't make it at the end. We have achieved a lot so far this season. We played amazing games against big teams. And when you have odds of winning the league 5,000 to 1 and then you end up in the top four, I mean, I heard that 5,000 to 1 is like finding Loch Ness, you know? So... I think we achieved a lot already, and we no seriously. I mean, I mean, everybody wants probably now wants to find Loch Ness, and they. I don't think they will be disappointed if you cannot. So you can find Nessie the I Loch Ness monster be- in the off season. If anyone can find Nessie, it'll be you and Jamie Vardy. It will no doubt be on your Twitter feed by about June or July. <laughs> I want to wish you well against Swansea. I want to say Wes Morgan scored, Robert Huth has scored. I've got a feeling Swansea. It may be your turn, Christian. Okay, thank you so it's much. Del- I appreciate it. It's a that. delight to speak to you. Thousands of Americans who could never have pointed to Leicester on a map are now cheering for your team with passion and delight. We wish you and the rest of the Leicester squad courage. Thanks, Christian. Thank you so much. Have a good day. What an amazing gent. For those of you who want to see the Foxes on American soil and who amongst us doesn't, Leicester play Paris Saint-Germain Saturday, July 30th at the StubHub Centre in Carson, California. Pre-sale tickets are available Wednesday, April 27 at 10am Pacific time. The general public will be able to buy tickets Friday, April 29th. You can sign up for the pre-sale and purchase tickets at internationalchampionscup.com. Courage.